hey, um, I, I have been just having such a good time and I, in this series that we've been, and we've been in a series the last several weeks called Come to Your Senses, and I, and I pray that there's been some things that have come out um, that you feel like have equipped you and given you some tools and given you some next steps to grow in your awareness of God, because that's what we're doing together as people... Um, as, as people of God's own possession, as kingdom people, what we're learning to do is growing in our awareness and attentiveness to the activity of, of God. And, and Hebrews 5.14 says this, Solid food is for the mature, but um, uh, who because of practice, they have their senses trained to discern good and, and evil. And what we're doing is we're allowing God uh, to help us fully participate in the life he created us to live. We're allowing God to help us to uh, be present just as he is present. Do you understand that the Father, his invitation on the table for us today is to, uh, for us to grow in what it means to live the Jesus life? Jesus came to us to show us what it looks like to be fully human. Can you think about that for a second? If you want to know what it looks like to be fully alive and fully human, Jesus is your model, and he came to show us what this looks like, show us how to participate with the Father, how to walk humbly before men, how to uh, live a life of sacrifice and worship. And so the last several weeks, we've been talking about how our senses correlate in this, When we've learned a lot of things. We've talked about how when God opens up our sight, we begin to see possibilities and potential in the eyes of our hearts. We've talked about tasting the goodness of God. Taste is all about goodness, yeah? It's about tasting the goodness of God and, and bringing the taste of his goodness to the people in our lives. Hearing is all about faith, about believing the words of the Father. Last week, we talked about scent and fragrance and how that has much to do with, sac- with joyful sacrifice. And how when Jesus came to the cross, when he gave his life as a ransom for many, he joyfully was led and he was obedient to death for our, uh, for our uh, joy, for his joy. And when we participate with him in that, a life where we give ourselves away, it creates an aroma that heaven and earth have never smelled before, an aroma pleasant to the Father, pleasant to heaven. Isn't that exciting, everybody? Is this the kind of life you want to live? Yeah? The Jesus life, any other life is boring, all right? Can I just, can we just get that out of the table? If you have any other idea for how to live, just stop right now, okay? Change the way you think. Jesus is the best way to live, period. Done. So uh, we're going to continue. I I just have so much faith in my heart for the way we're going to end this out. We're talking about touch, and touch is all about the display of the power of God. We know that touch, when it comes to our senses, is much different than our other senses. Where our other senses have to do with specific body parts, seeing has to do with our eyes, hearing has to do with our ears, you know, our head. Touch has to do with our whole body, our largest organ, the skin. We have the ability to feel a lot of different things, hot and cold and textures and the whole thing. We feel our way through life. Touch is a very powerful thing because it can bring us both great pleasure and intense pain, as we know. Um, but is it interesting, even as we gather in this place on a Sunday morning like this, and it's a little electric, and everyone's a little more touchy-feely in this place here, it's funny, um, because you come in, and this is kind of what we do, right? You come into a place, and you we greet each other, right? And that usually has to do with a touch of some sort, yeah? 
uh, we come and we welcome each other in this place. We say, hi, hey, I miss you. Hey, nice to meet you, those types of things. And there's things that we do. And it's funny when you actually look at the way we interact with each other and the different ways we engage each other. It tells a lot about how we feel about touch. And maybe that talks a lot about how we were raised and our upbringing and our family history, personal experience. And, uh, and so when you look around the room, I mean, when we come in this place, when we leave this place, we have a lot of options for how we're going to interact with each other. And you can tell, again, a lot about people's level of comfort or certainty. For instance, if you came in this place today and you're a guest and you don't know anybody, you just know that church people like to hug each other, you know that the smartest thing to do is just beeline straight for your seat and try not to make eye contact, right? It's the best way to avoid some kind of, you know, huge hug because that's what we love to do. But there are a lot of other options leading up to that. You see, when we come into this place, the, you know, the, the quickest, easiest, maybe classiest way for us gentlemen to greet each other is a nice warm handshake, right? Um, it, it's, it's, it's quick, it's classy, not much time commitment, hey, how you doing, and you're out, yeah? Um, unless it's a mountain man, then they crush your hand, and then you're just like reeling in pain for a little bit, right? The other option is, so after the handshake, you're growing a little bit, now you're friends, right? And so you can kind of upgrade to either the high five or the fist bump. You got kind of a combo there that is an option for the tool belt, yeah? That's a way that you can just do a quick little touch. Again, you're in and out. No, no time commitment, you're done, right? Uh, but then, you know, another really good option is you're kind of growing in love for each other. One of my personal favorites is, is called the side hug. It's very unassuming. You come up, it's the side hug. Any side hug fans in the room? Anybody side hug today? You got a, you got a side hug today? And it's awesome because you come in, they don't even know you're coming. They didn't even, they didn't even see you coming because you came from behind or the side. And it's your way of saying, hey, listen, I'm acknowledging you, but for right now, I'm just going to love you, but from the side, right? That's about all I got for you right now. And then if you want to take it a step further, there's this thing I call the bro hug, okay? It's not a full frontal hug yet, okay? I mean, that's coming. It's, it's a foreshadowing of what's to come. But the bro hug is, it's a great way to engage, but also to have a little bit of a safety net. And here's what I mean. You come in, you come in for the high five at like kind of this, you know, 90 or 45 degree angle, right? You come in for the high five. This arm serves as a brace. You pull each other in, Right? This arm doesn't move because this is your buffer space. <laughs> Listen, left hand comes around. Catch this. Single pat on the back, okay? One pat. That's it. No more. Anymore, it's not a bro hug anymore, all right? And you're out. You, you release. You launch out with that other arm, right? But there's only so long that your defenses can be up in church world. And we know this, right? Because why? Because we love each other. Yeah? So if you're around long enough, you can see it coming across the room. Because there is somebody just ready. (laughs) They woke up just looking for someone to hug. Yeah? And you can just see them across the room. It's a glimmer in the eye. It's a dead giveaway, right? And you just, come on, guys. You just... You just, you just can't, you can't resist it anymore, okay? Some of you have been resisting the full frontal hug. You got to stop, yeah? Just give in. Just give in to it, yeah? So you come in, you know, and you, know, and you just, okay, we're going to do this together. It's just, all right, yeah. Hey, so good to see you. Just so missed you today. Thanks, Bob, you know? And, it's like, and so there's this, 
there's this thing where it's like, man, that's what we do. But, you know, there's levels of comfort, though. You're never quite sure how much you want to engage, you know, and it's a cultural thing, too. Uh, I had a crazy experience when I was in Africa for the first time. Nobody told me how they do it there. They do things much differently than we do here, right? We're much more guarded here, surprisingly, but there, they just don't have certain guards, and nobody tells me this, probably because they didn't have any friends back then, but I don't know. We'll talk about that later. I'll get some ministry for that later. But we get there, and it turns out they do other things that I wasn't prepared for. We were there, and we're getting to know the church there, and the pastor decides to get to know the group. And so one night we're talking, and I'm talking to the pastor, and, and we're, uh, we're walking down the street, and uh, we're with the whole group, but this African pastor decides he wants to get to know me a little bit more. And so as we're walking, he's asking me questions. He decides to just kind of reach over and, and take my hand, right? And I thought, oh, that's just so kind. I mean, the, what, what, this is the, just an extended handshake, right? You know, and I'm just kind of ready, you know, for whenever this handshake is about to be done, just ready for that. It turns out he had no intention to shake my hand. He wanted, he wanted to hold my hand as we walked and talked down the road, okay? Now, so, so there we are, and I'm in Africa, and I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but 10 minutes later, <laughs> 10 minutes later in conversation, I realize I have no idea what we're even talking about. All I'm thinking about is... I've been holding this dude's hand for the last 10 minutes, and I'm just praying that my sweat isn't puddling up in his palms, you know? And, uh, man, jeez, you're just not prepared all the time, right? Some people just want to come in for the closest proximity, right? But the, the reality of the fact is this. We were created to know the touch of God. We were created to know the touch of each other. We were created in a, in a way that... The, the, we are the healthiest, we're the most emotionally stable. We feel cared for, we feel loved, we feel comforted when we can experience healthy, right, appropriate, holy touch with each other. And that's why it's such an important part of the gospel. It's such an important part of our life here in the kingdom and in the church. And not only do we need the touch from each other, but come on, the reason we're here is because we're acknowledging that I need the touch of God in my life. Come on, is anybody with me? I need the touch of God in my family. I need the touch of God. We need the touch of God in our community, in our nation, in our region, the whole thing. You take it down the thing. And that is precisely how God has wired us. He knows that about us. He knows that you need his touch. He knows that about you because that's how he wired you. And we know this because that's the plan from the very beginning was to be in complete fellowship, to be in union to be in communion with him, to walk and talk, for there to be no distance. But we also know that from the very beginning, that was God's intention. That was God's unique wiring for all of us. And if that was God's intention from the very beginning, then it's, it's easy to understand that the enemy of our souls has a completely opposite intention. And you need to know that the enemy of our souls, his intention from the very beginning was to separate and divide and create distance and disharmony and disconnection, that we would isolate ourselves, that we would hide and shame ourselves and put a wedge between not only us, but us, us and God, and us and each other. The enemy was doing that on day one, and the enemy is doing that today because God's intention is to restore and to mend and to bring together. This is how we were created, is to know this, is to know this kind of life. And before Jesus came, 
you have to kind of think, think about it in these terms. Before Jesus came, it wasn't commonly assumed that anybody had the, had the ability to touch or be touched by God. Before Jesus came, it was just this, this idea that you don't really interact with God. Even the people of God in the Old Testament, after kind of a wedge was divided, and even on God's pursuit of the heart of man, there was, there was this understanding. They always related to God like we were just singing in flashes of lightning and thunder and like smoldering mountains, and God would reveal himself in, in towers of, of fire and wind and these things and clouds. But the people didn't even quite know how to approach God, or if God wanted us to approach him when it comes to touching God, that would be a dismember. We just, we don't even want to come near God. That's what even they, they would tell Moses in Exodus as they were at Mount Sinai. The people tell Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. And you get this sense that for a lot of different reasons, a wedge was created and, and for different reasons even today, we create distances between us and knowing the touch of God. But as you can read, as we read in the scripture, and something you need to know about the scripture, that the Bible is not just a collection of disconnected books. It's not just a glorified version of Aesop's fables, where it's a bunch of stories with a point for you to kind of pick out the point and move on. That's not the Bible. The Bible is a beautiful narrative of God's pursuit of your heart. The Bible, from the beginning to the end, from the beginning until now and to the end, has been about the pursuit of God to reinstitute his touch in the heart of man. And we see as we read the Old Testament, as things begin to build, we sense this heartache as we read because we sense a longing even in the heart of God to eliminate the distance between him and his people. And the people, we just didn't get it. We didn't know. And God was trying to communicate his intention. He was trying to remind us of his original intent and his original purpose and our original design, and, and we just didn't get it. And so Jesus, he had to, or God had to, to, to announce this. He needed to remind us of his intention. And so in order to prove his intention, rather than announcing it from the heavens, he decides... The only way I can re-announce my intention for my people is to announce it to them in person, face to face. And so we read that Jesus Christ becomes flesh, the perfect truth of God, narrated in flesh flesh and bone. He enters into our existence with dirty, sweaty skin. It's so real and so tangible that it's almost scandalous. It's the scandal of the gospel that in Jesus we behold a God that can actually be touched and that can touch us. He came in skin. Can you guys, we know this, and I know so it's, it's hard for us to kind of put our mind there, but you know, Fre- uh, Frederick Buechner, Buechner said it like this. He said the word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. That is what the incarnation means. And he, then he goes on to say, it is anthological, it is unsophisticated, it is undignified, but according to Christianity, it is the way things are. And then he goes on to say, one of the blunders religious people are particularly fond of making 
is the attempt to be more spiritual than God. You've got to understand that Jesus showed up in so plainly and so naturally and so down to earth, it was kind of offensive. It was like, really, that's it? Jesus, the perfect word of God, revealing the intention of the heart of God, closing the gap between heaven and earth. Jesus coming in flesh, clothing himself with our very same skin, and it elicited such a response from the Pharisees because they were looking in, they're saying, you're kidding me. You're talking the Son of God would come to us looking just like us. Listen, you're saying that you house all of the glory of God inside of you, but you come to us looking just like us, to which Jesus would respond, exactly. I've created you. I have came to model for you what it is to be human. Do you understand that Jesus came in a body of skin and bone, and it didn't it wasn't busting at the seams with the glory of God, but his body was able to model perfectly that we can house the fullness of the glory of God inside of us. He came to say, this is exactly how I made you. This is exactly why I come to reveal my original intent inside of you, right? Are you guys with me here today? And the thing is, it wouldn't have worked to announce it from heaven. None of this would have worked to announce from heaven. See, the incarnation is all about eliminating the distance so that Jesus can walk into the room and lay his hand on someone he loves and says, I'm here. The touch of God tells us the intentions of the heart of the Father. You ever wonder why God would create the entire universe with the sound of his voice? but he shows up in person and he chooses to heal the sick with the touch of his hand. He doesn't settle, though Jesus can heal from any distance through any means he wishes. We see that Jesus prefers to show up in person and to do it with the touch of his own hand because he's revealing, I'm not here just for your healing. I am here to eliminate the distance And that is the miracle of the incarnation. This is good news for us. You understand that Jesus is unbelievably good news for anybody who needs a healthy touch. He came with a gospel that was not ethereal. The gospel was bodily. Jesus came to eat with us and to dine with us and to sleep and to make things with his hands and to enter into. And everything he did is revealing the heart, the kingdom of God. It's not an ethereal idea. It's a a bodily one. It's a tangible one that what he's saying, his announcement of salvation of, hey, it's not, hey, look at what's up here. Look at what's out there. If you just reach far enough, that is not our story, people in this room. Our story is not our ascent into bigger spiritual things. Our story is God's descent into your reality, into our reality. We celebrate that the kingdom of God didn't call us up. It came to us. The king of love eliminated all distance because we needed to know his touch. And this is the gospel that we read. It was a gospel of touch, and that's why all over the New Testament we read that the gospel is marked by holy touch, touches of power. In Matthew 
14, 35 to 36. It says, And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Come on, somebody say amen. Luke 4.40, now when the sun was setting, all those who had any, uh, who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on every one and the, every one of them and healed them. He laid his hands on them. God came to lay his hands on what was broken. Can you guys just grasp this with me for a second? He didn't shout it from a distance. He came to lay his hands on. And it's the touch of God that brings his nearness. It's the touch of God that brings his comfort, his healing, and power. And we know that the good question to ask is, then what was God's intention when he ascended into heaven and when he kind of left us on our own here? But what was, what was his intention there? Because is this whole thing, I mean, the touch of God's awesome if you were there. I mean, if you saw Jesus in the flesh, right, that would have been pretty cool. If you were in one of the crowds, if you were one of the people. So is Jesus, has Jesus' intention for us been revoked? Is God's intention for us to know his touch been revoked? No, it hasn't, because Jesus himself promised another one who would come, called the Comforter, who would enter into his believers, those who would follow him, that we would, like, in, in like manner, carry the fullness of God. And so that when Paul talks about the church being the body of Christ, it wasn't just this clever metaphor, like, oh, this is cool. It'll help him understand something. It wasn't just a metaphor. It's a reality. Because if we're the body of Christ, then that means everything we touch has the ability to experience the touch of God. Do you understand that there's people in your life that may never understand what it means to experience the touch of God if you do not reach out to them and lay your hands on them? and give them a holy touch. Are you guys with me here today? And so as Jesus would send us the Holy Spirit, his intention doesn't change. His intention was you, in like manner, are now called to come close, to not call people to you, but to go to where they are, to eliminate the distance. And in your placing your hand on them, you're announcing with me all of my intentions from the beginning of time to the end of time. We are the body of Christ, and there's people in your life that may never know the touch of God unless it comes from you. We are called to be the ones who steward holy touch. Do you understand that touch is a powerful thing? It's a powerful thing. Now, I, I want to introduce you to uh, a friend of mine and a, a family that's been such a, an incredible part of the Vine Life community for the last uh, several years. Um, Many of you guys know uh, Dr. Zach. Would you guys welcome Dr. Zach Almy up to the stage with me here today? Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Come on up, man. Yeah, so it's been a pleasure the last several weeks as we've been kind of touching on these census things. We've been kind of bringing up some people to share on their light of how this plays out in their particular uh, profession, vocation, the things that God has called. And I'm just really grateful for uh, Dr. Zach. I'm grateful for um, all of everybody in this room who is in the in medical and health and wholeness uh, fields. Is, is that anybody in the room? Can you just raise your hand if that's kind of the fields you're working? Can we just give a hand to these people all over the room? 
Jesus, Jesus heals us in a lot of ways, sometimes through a miraculous supernatural touch. He heals us through caring men and women and knowledgeable men and women who know exactly what we need. He heals us through good nutrition and better choices. Somebody say amen in this place. But all healing comes from God, and I'm excited. Even uh, first service, Dr. Matthews is here. He just got back from Rwanda. He was in Rwanda uh, doing free open-heart surgeries uh, for the people with Willie. He did, over, he did 16 open-heart surgeries for people who could not afford it. He brought the healing touch of God to Rwanda. And I, I'm grateful um, uh, for Huzak is he, every day, I, I keep saying like, uh, it, in what he does, he's pastoring a lot of people in his office in Lafayette. He's teaching, he's giving them a better, a better way to view life and a better way to view their body and in teaching them how to bring the most glory to God through uh, just feeling great and being healthy. And uh, so he's a chiropractor, and I wanted to invite him up because he has the unique opportunity. He gets, on a day-to-day basis, to touch a lot of people, all right? He gets to lay his hands on a lot of people, and he's doing different things as he does it. But I wanted him to share with you, uh, first of all, his heart and his intent and what the Lord has been teaching him through that. So go ahead, Dr. Zach. Well, I am, I am blessed because I do get to put my hands on people and... Uh... And I love the power that comes with a touch. And, and the way I look at it is that the touch, it, it's a two-way street. So when, when I put my hands on somebody, I can feel what's going on with them. I can feel where there's tension. I can feel where there's maybe some emotional uh, tension they're holding on or physical tension. I can feel where there's muscles that are tight, muscles that are weak. I, I can get a lot of information. I can feel what's going on with that person. But as I put my hands on that person, I also get to release power power to heal, power that God has put inside each one of us to literally change the environment of what's going on with their bodies yeah. and, and to see healing released into them. So I love the opportunity I have with that in that people come to me and they expect me to touch them, but I think they get a lot more than they bargain for when they, when they come <laughs> in that way. And what I've come to realize with, with most of the, the issues that we wrestle with, the healing issues, the, the areas where we're not fully living is that it's not just caused by one part. It's not just a physical issue that's going on. So we can't just address it from a physical perspective. It's not just chemical. It's not just emotional. But it's all of these things that have created an effect on us that are actually interfering with our health. And if we look at, at the power of touch, is that science shows us that when we touch somebody, we can change them on a hormonal level. We, if we touch them in a gentle way, their cortisol, their stress levels reduce. If we touch them in the right way, we've got things like interleukin-2 and interferon, two of the most powerful immune system chemicals that our body releases that can be elevated from that touch. And so there, there is this healing power that takes place when we do that. And so that's what I really have come yeah. to appreciate is, and to understand more and more is that this is what we get to do. Yeah. You know, when, when we're told that these things will follow those that believe, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover, that's not just to chiropractors and massage. That's, that's to all of us. Yeah. That when we Come touch on. people, we get that same effect that takes place. Yeah. That's so good, man. Now, are there any... Um, uh, you, were, you were sharing with you the, the other day just about this whole idea of how touch, it's kind of like... Um, it has a lot, you know, some similarities with music and like kind of vibrations and sound, the whole deal. You want to talk about that for a second? Well, this is a revelation I got a few months ago when Ray Hughes was here, and he was talking about the power of, of our words or our, our voice changing the frequency. 
And uh, I, I, it was a great word. I really enjoyed it, but I thought, man, I wish I was a musician so I could, I could take full advantage of that. And, and what God revealed to me is, is that you know, we all have voices and that, that we can speak life and we can change the vibration, we can change the tone. But the same thing happens with touch. And that is we touch that's, that the frequency that we have in our body can actually affect who we're touching. And that, that in our bodies, if we have a pathological frequency that's going on, we're going to have sickness and disease. But if we have a healing frequency going on, then we're going to have healing take place. Yeah. And so, you know, my intent every time I touch somebody is to, to really go in and I see them as an instrument of, of God's glory. And then I can go in and I can make tweaks and adjustments and change things here and there. And it's like I'm tuning this amazing instrument so that it can release the music God put in it to release. Come on. Um, so that's the power of what we're able to do when we put our hands on people. That's awesome. Hey, you guys, you want to thank Dr. Zach too this morning. Thanks, man. Um, man, uh, you guys... Are you, are you guys catching the vision? Are you guys catching the sense of what we're called to? This is all part of the Jesus life that we're called to. And what I want to do for a second before we end, we're going to do some ministry here, but I want to talk about three kinds of touch that the Lord comes to bring when the touch of God comes. When Jesus showed up and he laid his hands on people, when the apostles and disciples went out and they laid their hands, there's things that went out and these things are going to go out today, okay? They're going out today before you leave this room, all right? All right, there's going to be a demonstration of the power of God in this place. Is that okay with you here today? In the scripture, Romans 16, 16 talks about greeting each other with a holy kiss. Now, careful, don't get too far ahead of me. When Paul is writing to the people about coming and greeting each other, he's reinforcing the necessity of there's something about, there's something about the physical interaction. There's something about the warmth of an embrace. There's something about the receiving of each other. There's something about a loving touch. And again, part of Jesus' preference for touch is that he was coming to people that questioned if he had any desire to be near. And when we touch somebody, it announces with God that his intention from the very beginning is to not do anything from a distance, but to come as close as possible. And there's some, uh, well, we'll get to that here in a second, but he, he came, part of the touch of God has to do with bringing comfort. Babies know this from day one. From day one, there's a baby in the back of the room right now. Day one, we get this, that the baby is learning, am I in a safe environment? Am I in a caring, nurturing environment? Um, touch also, as we've talked about, has to do with healing. Acts 19, 11, it talks about Paul. It says, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even the handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and evil spirits came out of them. Is that what anybody, would you like to experience that sometime? Come on. James 5 talks about the church. He says, If anyone among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And so there's a physical healing. There's a spiritual healing that happens even as there's an anointing of oil and as there's a, a laying on of hands. Um, and again, this is God. This is his mysterious wisdom. There's something about um, that touch, that what it's doing as we get to participate in his healing and the anointing of the sick and healing, he's reminding us of what our future is like with him. The third thing, though, the touch of power. 
So there's a touch that brings comfort. There's a laying on of hands that brings comfort. There's a laying on of hands that brings healing. And then there's a laying on of hands that brings power. There's a passage in, in Acts. It says this, Acts 8, 14. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they, went, uh, they sent to them Peter and John, who had come down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. All right, so you guys, you have to understand, and some of you, this is a new concept, but you have to get this. This is so important. There's a difference between being, believing in Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. God has every intention to fill you with his very spirit, and that's something that happens, uh, that has something that happens as an outpouring. We have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit of God to be activated. Again, you can try to live the Jesus life, but without the Holy Spirit, not only is that impossible, it's just boring. Come on, it's just boring. Who cares? The Holy Spirit was given to us, equal parts with Jesus, to be a source of power from the inside out that we were created to perfectly house the Holy Spirit of God. And some of you need the opportunity. You haven't even thought about that. You thought that maybe that happened. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And some of you, today's your day. All right? You're not leaving. So quickly, we're going we're gonna to pray on these three levels. You can go ahead and raise the blinds there, Nate. We'll get some light in the room here. And Father, I thank you that even in this moment, your desire, you've ordained this day for your people to know your touch in a new way. You've ordained this moment for your people to know your touch in a new way. And God, first of all, in this place here today, you can just close your eyes in this place. God, I want to speak to hearts that came into this place today that need to know the supernatural comfort of God. You came into this place, and if there's a word that you would use to describe your relationship with the Father, it would be distant, it would be separate, it would be divided, it would be nowhere near here. And God's intention for you today is to know His touch in a way that would mend and, 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 and dissolve the lies that He is not here. Because everything in this room, everything about this moment was designed for Him to speak to your heart, to rip open your chest cavity and say, I'm not anywhere else. I'm not far away. I'm right here where I always said I would be. And in this moment, you need to know the warm embrace of the Father. And you cannot leave until you know the touch of His comfort. And I'm going to ask you to do something very boldly here. Because you might not feel this, but you need this. If you're in this place here this morning, and you come in and say, I, I, am, I, I cannot leave until I have a tangible sense of, of the touch and the comfort of God. I cannot leave this place. I want you to stand to your feet in this place. If that's you in this place, I want you to stand all across the room. Some of you here, you cannot leave. You better not leave this place because there is a touch waiting for you. He has picked you out because he knows your heart. And if you're around these people, I want you to come alongside of them. And I'm just going to, you know, just, just say it. If, you, if you're around them, just, 
if you just lay your hands on them. And I, as you, if you're the one praying, I just want you to just participate with the Lord and just, just keep in mind that there is a comforter inside of you that God has designed you perfectly that as you lay your hands on him to release a supernatural comfort, begin to pray for the tangible sense of the touch of God to be released in this place. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you in this place, God. I thank you, God, that you are eliminating all distance. You are eliminating all delay. God, that your intention right here is for every one of us as your sons and daughters to know the warmth of your embrace, God. Some of you in this place need to not leave until you receive a hug from somebody who cares for you. Just begin to pray that the holy comfort of God, the peace of God come over you. thank you for the touch of God to be released in this place. We we thank you, God, to amplify the the whispers of the Father to our hearts in this place. We thank you for your nearness, Jesus. We thank you for the way you love us and the way you care for our hearts. Continue to pray for the touch of God. We thank you, God, that even right now, I just want to kind of speak in the atmosphere that just discouragement is falling away, depression is falling away, lies are being broken, truth is entering into our consciousness, truth is renewing our minds in the name of Jesus, that you are hidden in Christ, you are not apart from him, you are inside of him, I speak that to your spirit right now, that you are found, you are his, thank you for your delight God. as you're still praying, I want to then take this a step further in the room here. And I want to ask you, if there's anybody in the room, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for healing for our bodies. We believe that Jesus showed up in skin because he cares for our bodies. He came to mend what is broken. And we believe in the healing power of Jesus. And I just want to announce here that he is here to heal. He's here to bring healing, holistic healing. If you're in this place here today and you are, you've been sick, there's a lot of sickness going around. There's illness in your body. There's things you're trying to get over. We're going to put some words on the screen today. If you have any of these, if you have any of these disorders, digestion problems, injuries from a fall, uh, trichinosis, diagnosis, knee issues, diagnosis of palinopsia, those things, uh, very specific things. If you have any of those, I want you to throw your hand way up in the air across the room here today. If you are battling infirmity and sickness, throw your hand way up in the air. And again, if you're around these people, would you come alongside of them, lay a hand on them, bring the touch of God to their bodies. The Spirit of God is inside of you to bring the touch of God to their bodies. And I, and I, we're just going to go after this. Is Doug in the room? No, he's not. It's okay. Come on, Doug, come on up, man. Doug, would you pray for us here today? Holy Spirit, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming and resting upon this place today. Rest upon each of us today, Holy Spirit. Fill us up afresh, Holy Spirit. 
thank you, Father, that you seated us at your right hand and gave us all authority thank you. over heaven, earth, and below the earth, Lord. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. And that there is power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yes, Lord. And Father, right now, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, I just pull down all revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus, Lord. Who we are as sons, as daughters, as high priests, as kings and queens, Lord, as heirs, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill us up with that, Lord, right now. And Father, right now, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, I command all sickness, all infirmity, all disease, all fear, worry, anxiety, all depression, Father, all lack, Father. I command it to go right now. I bind it in Jesus Christ's holy and mighty name. I rebuke it and I cast it out of this place. Thank you, God. Right now in Jesus Christ's holy and mighty name. Yes. Father, right now, Father, I just lavish every person here, Father, in your love, Lord. Let your love just wash over each and every one of us, Father. Let your unspeakable joy rest on us right now, Father. Jesus Christ, holy and mighty name. Amen, amen, amen.